Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, a podcast on the FX television series Fargo. I'm Bill. I'm here with my buddy Sharpie. Hey now. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing great. (laughs) Another Sunday fun day. I'm going to call you out right away on this. Okay, what's that? Sharpie did a bad thing. I do all kinds of bad things. (laughs) Well, in, in regards to this show, I finished watching. I text good old Sharpie. I say, hey. Are you ready to record? To which you replied, "What? <laughs> Crap!" <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, it was somewhere, oh. something along those lines." I totally forgot it was Sunday because nothing matters anymore. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's not we true. Have, we have hope in the world. <laughs> oh, what is time? Oh, well, here we are. Let's talk about this. Let's hot dish this. Our our quickie breakdown uh, on season four, episode eight, The Nadir. The Nadir. Lots to go in about that. We'll save that for tomorrow. Yeah. I, how about we just tease? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease them on it. I'm yeah, going to tease I them do, on it. Yeah, I like teasers. I tease think us. this ties closely to your uh, astute uh, observation about the Apex Company. Oh, you think so? There are many things a nadir can be, but the opposite of a nadir is a zenith, which is also another word for apex. Hmm. Think about that, folks. So we are currently and at the uh, bottom. Zenith was a brand of television, and we're That's watching you. a television show. Apex and zenith are synonymous, and we are currently though at the opposite of that, which is the low point of something. Not good. Not Bad good. Stuff. Which also ties into Nadir, which I guess uh, that's good. That's a good play up for tomorrow because I think yeah, there's yeah. some pretty cool stuff we can talk about there. And by I cool, so. I mean not that cool, but interesting, riveting stuff. When when you end with such a big ball of stuff, I do just it it gets me to a point where I just want to skip the first stuff of the show, and we'll break that down tomorrow. I mean, it was as much as I love watching Josto and Orietta get it on. Uh, those you love two, that, the, huh? No, I'm kidding. I think I think you do. Yeah, it's Bill's my thing. lonely. I like to watch. Uh, I can help. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's sticking in your craw about this episode? Like, what's what's your standout like hmm thing about that? What is that thing for you? Do you have one? Um, well, uh, right off the bat, when Loya was talking about how, you know, the days just seem to blend together, because that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me tonight. Uh, so I was like, man, this yeah. guy really gets me. Um, no. Uh, what? I don't know. I don't buy the whole Loy or not Loy, um, Josto and Gaetano, like, makeup session. What's going on there, Bill? I'm not sure. There's a couple things that I, in my, so I have had, you know, normally we record right after we both watch without a lot of thought. And so I had a, an hour <laughs> to myself. <laughs> oh no. So what did I, Idle so hands. what did I, so, well, so what did I do? I actually just rewatched it again. I watched it sort of while I was doing a couple other things. I don't know what's exactly up with that, but there was, was I catching it right that they were talking about the lion and the snake? Yeah, something like that. I do know that there is a lion and snake <laughs> statue in the Louvre. In Paris. So, there's plenty of lion and snake serpent references throughout history. I don't, I don't think we're on anything special here, but it, I think it was that. Oh, oh and it also might just be because I'm also watching The Sopranos <laughs> for the first time in my life. And that kind of that blood oath thing. That's all for realsies, though. 
when he recites this his this thing to Justo. Mm-hmm. But my well, problem the Sopranos is, was real. Well, yes, Tony Soprano is real. Um, the thing that I'm getting stuck on because you know I get stuck on these things, unfortunately for our listeners, or maybe some people dig it. I just can't stop watching the background action of things. And mm. on first watch, I knew I wrote a note in here that said we're gonna see Mr. Snowman, and I knew it pretty early on. There were, I mean, I know it's everyone's gonna say. Billy Dingus, it's Christmas. Of course there's snowmen everywhere. But go back and watch. They're not always in certain scenes, and they're in the shots in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. There is, I think, a little snowman figurine on the table when the ladies are talking at the Smutneys. Mm. But I knew something bad was going to happen to my man, Deffy. Deffy. Yeah, I thought the same thing, because that was like a evil snowman. <laughs> Well, did you notice? Well, it, well, no. The first place it showed up was at Loy's house when they were sitting there talking, and all the Christmas stockings are red except for one, and the one that isn't red has a snowman on it. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll look closer tomorrow, that is Zero's stocking, the Italian mm. kid. So over his shoulder in this one shot towards the fireplace, there's this snowman facing him. And then I think you're referencing the scene where they're in the police station, right? That's right, yep. And there's a snowman on the counter, and it's turned completely to face him. Yeah, it's looking right at right Duffy, at him. and it looks freaking scary. And right when mm-hmm. I saw that, I was like, uh-oh, things aren't looking good for our boy Duffy. I didn't expect things to go so quickly, but... Neither did I. It doubles up, though. Even in another shot in that station... <laughs> Through a wind, a thing you can also there's another snowman uh, on a thing. So there's within quite a, a pretty serious space of time. Uh, I'm still a little confused about Snowman himself. I did get a much better look. He's an older person. He's I mean he's wearing kind of like a cravat or whatever you want to call it. You know like an ascot. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of tiny buttons. So he's from a, a different time in history. But man, he Do you just think he. Do you think all of the snowmen and the like statues are like part of his mini army, and they're gonna all come to life? Like, uh, what was this... that movie, Toy Soldiers? No, man, you got some <laughs> between last. I'm week. just wanna. I think we should explore all <laughs> angles for our listeners. Sure. That's the end of that theory. I all I thought in the end was about you and your carrots. That for all that foresight, and he seemed to, uh, you know, seemingly was getting to know. Um, Otis a little better and was unable to have the foresight to n- realize he was going to double cross him. Yeah. Do you think when Otis double cross uh, came about, I mean, was that really him finding his courage or? No, that I don't know. Fell what flat it is. for me a little bit. I was. I, was I kinda... don't think that was him finding. I don't think that was him doing the right thing at all or finding courage. I think. I think that was more of him being afraid to do the thing he's been asked to do. Do you think courage has to be involved with something of positive nature? Um, I don't know. In, in relation to this show, I can't say for sure. Yeah. I just know that there was a bunch of snowmen around him, and, and boy, did it really solidify when Swanee saw Snowman again. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, 
she gonna die. And she mm-hmm. did. That look on Deffy's face just staring at back at him though, you know, when he was dead. That's tough. What were you trying to make of his tie pins? Because he the had rifle? the arrow and the rifle. Mm-hmm. And Josto has an arrow. So uh Deffy's arrow is more like, you know, like a pointing arrow and Josto's arrow is like an actual arrow, like bow and arrow arrow. Was that one today an arrow? I thought it looked uh, like a rifle. Uh, Deffy's is a rifle. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. And Josto has an arrow. Well, so here's the question I wasn't positive about. What we don't know, was that Loy on the phone or was that Josto? We don't, we know, don't know for sure. Because we don't know who for sure he's loyal to, if anyone. But yeah, ugh, tough stuff. Yikes. Plus, poor, poor Mama Fada. Toast. Mm, I bet she had some good recipes. Lost in the crossfire. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she was great at making all sorts of things. Sometimes I wish you could adopt additional moms. Mm-hmm. And if I could, I would adopt an Italian mom. You would? Yeah, because I bet she would have just the best just- food. You want pasta. You want pasta. I'm a pasta man. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm still kind of shook up by this. And boy, that was a lot of dead people at the station. Oh my God. I felt like that was a statement in itself just about America. I was yeah, like, oh maybe. yeah, your typical American mass shooting here. It was, yeah, I, I mean, it was just a pile. Just in that one like little area. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The 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 one song that was playing that kind of got me though. Um, when was it playing? I I mixed this up because there's all there was. I think when we go into Ethel Rita's room, it, it's a song called "Le Petit Home," uh, and it translates to "The Small Man." Mm-hmm. That's what she was jamming out to by Edith uh, Edith Edith Piaf. I don't know how to say her name. Say that again. Edith Piaf, P-I-A-F, is, is who did that song. But, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm, what do, what I, do you, I don't want to say I'm lost on this episode. I'm just, I'm, I'm just sad. I'm sad about Deffy because everybody knows how much I like him. But You do got a Deffy boner. What do you think is going <laughs> to come about with Lemuel? Is he going to turn in back into the Apex business, or is he really going to? Try to go his own way. I don't know. Are they? And I've got a bunch of emails I need to forward you before tomorrow night that we got. Some other good emails uh, and some things came up. I love emails. Send them to us. I wonder, because more than one character can be more than one thing, I still keep thinking, are they? I don't know. I just don't know. What's he gonna do? You had a loss. You've had well, two. Well, I mean, clearly, because because Debrell Debrell came in right, and she she specifically said he's your cat. What? Uh, he's your captor, not your friend. Mm-hmm. So something's up there. But I always sit there and go, oh, never tell a teenager not to date a boy. <laughs> isn't that isn't that a total thing in in TV shows? That is true. She's like, you can't control me, mom. I love him. <laughs> Um, I have a I have a I have a random question because I feel like it it's got to be a choice. Orietta, 
she's got the strict nine issues. Oh, yeah, shit. She goes home to do the stuff. Why do you think she walks the way she does? It's a very specific character thing. Unless I'm about to be the world's biggest dick and find out that <laughs> that she has some actual physical ailment and that's just how she walks in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about that a little bit too because it appears as if, and if they are doing it, it's a fair amount of work. It's not like a, like a crazy amount of work, but it does appear yeah. as if she's sped up. Uh, but I love how they do that if they are doing it because they're purposely like flexing a little bit because they have other things in the shot moving just slightly, but all those other things are easily could easily be like cropped off so that their time could stay the, in normal reality while she's sped up, like doors opening and closing and swinging and things like that, which I thought was fun to watch as she walked because I was like, I, I was watching her. I'm like, is this something that's sped up to make it a little bit more awkward and old timey or is she actually no. capable of doing that? I think it's just like even one very, very like first episodes when she just that her little kind of like short step walk across the street. She that's just how she moves. I think they're doing something to it. I'm gonna analyze that a little bit later. No, I think it's just a weird care anyway. But if she can do that, that's impressive. But anyway, what tell are your us, thoughts? Tell us, tell us, us you, in the, tell us in the tell comments. Smash that like button. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna need some time to rewatch my rewatch and and. And get this going on. You've had I two viewings we'll... now, so you're like too deep into it. Well, like I said, I'm not going to lie. The second viewing I did while waiting for you, I was also like catching up on some stuff. It was just kind of playing in the background, so I would kind of know where you were at. Mm. And Mort Kellerman. Oh, was that Mort or was that Joe Bulo? <laughs> uh, Wait, that, was Mort, that was Mort Kellerman coming back to kill the I- Italians with uh, their own guns. Whoopsies. Yikes. Oh, one other food for thought. Hopefully we remember to bring it back up last night. Um, Deffy's Psalm 91.3. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the fowler's snare. It's a trap. <laughs> and I just thought, huh, that's very fitting. He mentions that you're going to get caught in a trap, and he ended up getting caught in a trap. Oh, poor Deffy. I can't believe he's gone already. Yeah. We're only eight peace. episodes in. Peace out, peace, peace out, Deffy. Peace out, Deffy. We hardly knew ye. Mm. Well, let's wrap this up. Let's uh, let's <laughs> let them chew on that, and okay. uh, we'll let's let's talk tomorrow. Let's do that. Good hot dish, Bill. Did you have hot dish tonight? I didn't. I I I had terrible pizza and a diet ginger ale just a little bit mm. ago. We made late, I, shepherd's pie. Late. Actually, we, we call it prairie pie because we make it with bison and not lamb. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it's a very North Dakotan thing. Enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Good night.